0: Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect, a podcast that explores mental health, especially for folks of color. I'm your host, Zell Anderson. I'm a licensed therapist and owner of Panoramic Counseling in Richmond, Virginia. I hope you enjoy today's discussion. Welcome back. This is episode 117 of Perfectly Imperfect. And before I get started with today's topic, I want to do a check-in. So the last episode, episode 116, was my first episode back after taking some time off from the podcast. And in that episode, I kind of just gave an overview of some things going on in my life over the past few months, you know, whether they be personal, family, mental health related. I kind of just gave an update and just to my surprise, a lot of people listened to that episode and thought to send me feedback, which, um, first of all, the fact that people listen to me talking on the internet is an honor and I am so thankful and grateful uh, for that and um, I've gotten uh, a lot of emails from people, text messages of people who've listened to that episode and said how something resonated with them, um, something stood out to them, something helped them and it has meant a lot. So I greatly appreciate that. So. I'm going to do a check-in, and then we will get into the topic of the day, which I'm excited to talk about. But yeah, check-in. This week, um, if you've listened to this podcast or if you know me, you know I live with panic disorder. Um, It's... Uh, sometimes the uh, very extreme uh, versions of anxiety. And for me, it, depending on how it goes, it can crash into debilitating depression. Um, it's kind of a two-for-one situation. This summer has been incredibly difficult for me. I'm um, going through an intense like grief process, and uh, I'm back in therapy for that in particular. And it has been very, very difficult. And it it's ups and downs. I will say that this week I had two days in particular that were quite debilitating to where it was, it was just very difficult to rise above all of the heaviness that was on me. So what I will say is that I am leaning even more into the coping skills that I talked about in the last episode, and some things that really helped me this week were, um, I mentioned before that I I got a membership at the Y recently, pretty close to my house. I've been going to the Y uh, and just working out on my own, like, you know, using the cardio machines and uh, weightlifting machines and stuff like that. But this week, in the midst of those low, low depression uh, moments, I, Push myself to sign up for some of the group classes that they had there, mainly to, of course, pull myself out of the rut and despair that comes with depression, but also to just put myself around other people. You know, I work from home primarily, so I'm rather isolated um, in my job anyway, but I'm an introvert, so I'm usually perfectly fine with that. But when you're in a depression your, you know, mental health-wise, it will make you want to isolate even more from people. So um, I push myself to be around other people. And I've attended, I want to say I've attended four four different in-person classes. One was like a a body sculpt, like cardio weightlifting class. I went to a Pilates class. I went to a yoga class. And this morning I went to kind of one of those like cardio resistance training uh, classes as well. And what I will say is this morning the cloud lifted and I have been having a wonderful day. And when I say I've had some really low lows twice this week, yesterday was one of those days. And today it is flipped in the other direction and I really feel that I am coming through something. So to anybody listening who has dealt with anxiety or depression, know that you are not alone, The shit is hard. Even though I'm a therapist and I'm trained in mental health and stuff like that, I am not immune to the, the stuff that life throws at you. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling, know that you are not alone and do not give up on yourself and be kind to yourself is what I would have to say. But as for me, Today, the cloud is lifting. I'm feeling motivated to come here and talk with y'all about this topic that I have prepared for you. And also, tomorrow, I have a another interview lined up. I'll tell you about that at the end of this episode. We're going to hop into the, the the topic for today, and then I'll give you the rest of the updates at the end of the episode. So to start in with this episode, one of my favorite shows lately is called The Shy. Shy, of course, is a nickname for Chicago, Illinois, and it. I've been watching this show for a few years now. Uh, I feel like I've watched the cast of the show grow up because they're like, kids, you know, adolescents, and now they're in this current season, they are getting ready to go to like, they're graduating high school and moving into, you know, the next phase of adulthood. So I've been watching the show for years. And what I will say is, if you're listening to this episode and you've never heard of or seen the TV show, The Shy, this episode is still for you. It is not something that you have to have watched the show to really know or understand. This is more so me. I want to talk about the emphasis on mental health and therapy in this show. And the reason I'm sh- sharing that on this podcast is because obviously my goal behind Perfectly Imperfect is to talk about mental health for folks of color. And The Shy is a Black TV show made by Black creators, and it it, it does a great job at showing a variety of backgrounds and um, lifestyles and experiences in one TV show and that's why I love it so much but in this show as I've watched over the seasons I've been very impressed with how the creators of this show are Emphasizing the importance of mental health in the black community I've said from the beginning of this podcast that it mental health is still very taboo in the black community and More conversations need to be had about it. And so I love that on this show Throughout the seasons there have been instances where the characters are engaging with mental health services and they're talking about different conditions and things that people are going through. So I'm going to give a quick overview of just some some ways that it's been portrayed. And I'm going to be using specific character names. But again, if you're listening, you don't have to know these characters or seen the show to really understand this. But then I'm going to get into some quotes from this most recent season where they're really hunkering down and talking about mental health, uh, especially among Black men. And I just want to share some insights that I've gained and kind of give some commentary on that. So from the time top of my head, there are a handful of instances where therapy has been used by the characters in this this show. So the first one that I can remember is that one of the main characters, Kevin, he uh, he was an adolescent at the time, a young kid, and he went to therapy after he witnessed a shooting. And At the time his mom was emphasizing like you need to talk to somebody and he was you know basically like I don't know why I need to come here and talk to this person I'm fine you know and it's a it's a good example of how someone who had witnessed a trauma or had been through a trauma has you know, has someone who cares about them encouraging them to talk to somebody and to seek help so that it doesn't spiral into something like PTSD or something like that. Another character um, who happens to be Kevin's sister, Keisha, she actually uh, went to therapy Um, after a significant trauma. Uh, In the show, she was kidnapped, um, sexually assaulted, which resulted in a pregnancy. And most recently on the show, she lost her job. So she, in this current season, is back in therapy after um, having been through all of that over the years. She's now in therapy unpacking Uh, some of that stuff. And I I believe she went to therapy after the kidnapping and pregnancy and stuff like that. Um, But this time she's kind of going back and she's really like looking at her life over the past few years and is trying to make sense of it and, you know, find further healing. Another example is Dre, who happens to be Kevin and Keisha's stepmom, is a therapist. So it's not really a specific example of someone going to therapy, but you have a character on this Black show who is a therapist. Dre is, is gay and is married to Kevin and Keisha's mom. And so we have a, a, a lesbian marriage uh, being portrayed on the show. Um, so more representation. I, I love Dre because she doesn't look like what you would think a therapist would look like. And I've had people tell me that I don't look like what they think a therapist would look like. And that actually makes me very happy because we need to get rid of stereotypes of what a specific profession should look like and focus on the fact that at the end of the day, we're humans and we're here to help each other. So I love Dre. I love the relationship that the marriage that is portrayed on the show. And I also love the like, down-to-earth um, demeanor that she has when she does sessions with her clients um, on the show. Um, so that's another example. Hey y'all, I'm interrupting this episode to let you know how you can support my podcast, writing, and other creative projects. Head over to the show notes of this episode where you can consider buying me a coffee once or monthly, gift me a book for my wish list, or just leave a nice review to help others find this podcast. I know your time and money is valuable, so thank you in advance for your support. And now, let's get back to the show. Moving on, we have Tiffany and Emmett, who, this was in a previous season, but they were married at the time, and they went to couples counseling, though they eventually divorced. But I share that example because oftentimes couples counseling is not always to fix a relationship or a marriage. Sometimes couples counseling can turn into how to separate a relationship or to end a relationship in a healthy way that benefits the children and the two individuals that were in the relationship as a whole. So that was another example of counseling in this show. And more recently, we have Councilman Victor who um, he started a, a men's group at a community center to give the Black men in that community um, a safe space to talk about what is going on in their life. And that is gonna be some of what I share um, some quotes from today is mostly from the episode where we're kind of seeing that men's group um, kind of meet and go through some some of the challenges that the the characters are facing. And I love this, this part of the show because it's bringing together Pretty much all of the black men that are involved in this show both the youth and the older generations like multiple generations and everyone is coming together under this and very this very important need in the black community for men to have safe spaces to talk about what's going on in life because i've said this a million times before but Black people don't talk about their problems enough. Black people do not use therapy and mental health resources as much as our non-melanated counterparts, right? And so this is just a beautiful thing to see how this is being portrayed on this show. And I, I'm i just really, excited to see it unfold. But before I get into some specific like quotes that were shared in some of the episodes this season, I just want to give a quick bullet point of some of the other issues that are covered. So um, some of the things that have been discussed in these episodes is the feeling of being isolated despite being surrounded by other people. Um, They talk about like parenting challenges. Um, They talk about absentee father baggage. They talk about uh, comparison and then also the unemployment. Oh, also infidelity. So there's just so many of these like real life experiences that are being covered through therapy and through these uh, mental health support Services and just examples that are being portrayed on this show. And I'm just, I'm really, I'm really glad to see it. Not only because I love this show, but also because I know how important this show is in the Black community. And I think that it is going to be really important to show people in the Black community that it is okay to not be okay. And, you know, yes, it's a TV show, but sometimes that seeing that portrayed will plant a seed that will then encourage somebody who's going through something to actually seek help in their own life. So I, I'm i here for it. But uh, I'm going to get into the first quote here. This quote is from the character Rashad. He um Again, you don't have to have watched this show to understand this episode, but he's a character, um, you know, young black man. He's been in, in prison for a long time. He's recently got out and he's trying to put his life back together. So here's a quote from him. He says, sometimes I just be talking to myself just to get my thoughts out there. Am I crazy? End quote. And that I that quote is something that I hear a lot, you know, of people saying, like, I'm just trying to get the thoughts out of my head. And even talking to myself, right, people think, oh, if I'm talking to myself, I'm crazy. And I will say that that's not crazy. In fact, that is healthy. That is a start. We all talk to ourselves, whether it be in our mind, via actually talking out loud in a quiet room. Some of us, like I, talk to myself through journaling. You know, we all have those ways. But I, I like that quote because, first of all, no, you're not crazy, Rashad, by talking to yourself. But getting your thoughts out there is very important. Um, and I think, in especially the Black community, there's this pressure to remain strong and to look like nothing's wrong and that's gonna it has effects it it, it's gonna impact you somewhere else if you don't deal with it so that's the first quote and then another character emmett he said quote i feel like i'm juggling a lot of shit right now and i'm scared i might drop something end quote um and so he's you know he's a, a young guy he's he's got children he's i mentioned before he's uh Recently divorced uh, and he's in a new relationship. And so he's you know, he's got a business He's you know, just purchased a car. He's just purchased a house. He's he's trying to take care of his children but he's got a lot of pressure on him to Not fail, you know, and so when he says like i'm juggling a lot and I'm i'm afraid i'm gonna drop something that's a very real um, experience too. Um, and I can relate with that in a sense that I'm a, a young person and I, you know, uh, own a, a business and you know, the fear of what if something goes wrong and what if I'm not able to do all of the things that I need to do to keep momentum going, that is something that a lot of people experience. So so I'm going to go into the next example and just to set this up, basically uh, the councilman, uh, Victor he uh the one who's leading this men's group he's basically asking Emmett and Rashad who I just shared some quotes from he he asked them you know just in a casual conversation he says when was the last time you saw a therapist and here's some of the responses that he got. So he said, uh, I believe this was Rashad who said this, quote, Jesus is my therapist, okay? You know how I am about that shit. I don't want strangers knowing all my business. I'd rather just talk to my people, end quote. I'm going to more so zoom in on the Jesus is my therapist part. That is, I hear it so often. And I, in my response to that, I will say is that I believe that there are multiple ways to approach the challenges that life brings our way. So that you can approach things uh, in a physical sense, whether, whether that be exercise, medication, you know, like your actual body. You can approach mental health from a physical chemical approach, right? And then there's the psychological and the emotional. And then you can approach mental health from a social, angle and then if you're of a faith or a spirituality practice you can approach it spiritually so to bring that all together you have the uh, the biological physical psychological emotional social and spiritual angles that you can approach any given mental health challenge experience etc and so when he says Jesus is my therapist i'm not going to completely discount that However, I will say that some people, you know, I just told you at least four different angles that you can approach mental health. Some people will hone in on just one and be like, that's all I need. So it it could be different from it. some people might be like, oh, church is all I need. Well, some people will say, oh, well, all I need is my medication or all I need is working out. And for some people, one thing does what they needed to do. But for a lot of people, one, a one-sided approach doesn't cut it. And so it's not to say that a faith in Jesus or any higher power is not beneficial and able to support you in your mental health uh, journey. But I think sometimes people pigeonhole themselves by not being open-minded to the fact that there are myriad approaches to mental health. So When he said that in the show, this is actually, you know, when he said, you know, I don't like strangers knowing my business, I'd rather just talk to my friends and my people, you know. Um, This is where Councilman Victor gets the idea to start the men's group, because he understands that some of these guys are not going to go to therapy, but he wants to create a safe place for these black men to talk about what's going on in their life and to have the peer support um, and he sees a need for the support in the black community especially among black men so he's like okay i'm going to start this men's group and he got the idea from rashad being like hey church is all i need i you know i'm not going to talk to strangers about my business i'd rather just talk to my people and that's where the men's group came from and so as the men's group starts here's a quote from victor he says Quote, I want this space to be a safe space, no judgment. End quote. And so that is that is kind of where that that one episode kind of left off with. And I love that because it while the men's group is not formal therapy with like a a trained therapist, you know, leading it or whatever, it doesn't have to be a certain way, like if it's peer support, if it's um, going to see an individual therapist, if it's going to couples counseling, if it's if it's uh, seeing a psychiatrist for medication, if it's talking to the pastor or the priest at your church who has some background in in counseling, there are so many different ways to approach mental health. It doesn't have to be one size fits all. So I just like that that quote. Uh, when he said, I want this space to be a safe space, no matter where, what approach you take to getting help, as long as it's a safe space, there's room for healing. So, you know, of course, as a therapist, I try to create that for my clients, you know, making it to where no matter what they're bringing to therapy, they know that it's a safe space and that I'm not going to judge them and that it's something that can be worked through and that they can grow and heal from. But that's really what it's about. It's that, we need safe spaces and i think there's so much taboo and stigma especially in the the black community especially among black men that you know we don't talk about our problems or it's a sign of weakness to not be okay and things like that and i just really appreciate this show for breaking down some of those barriers and showing these characters that those who've watched the show for a long time have grown to love and feel, you know, connected to, and then to see them use different services and reach out for help when they need it. I think it's going to do a lot of good in a practical sense and showing people that it's okay to go to therapy. So that's what I got on this topic today. I hope that it has benefited somebody. I I hope that somebody's inspired by this. I mean, you don't have to go watch the show if it's not your thing, but I love this show and I, I will continue to watch. In fact, today is Friday, so I'm pretty sure there's a new episode available uh, for me to stream. So I would definitely be checking that out later today. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, there was a couple more updates that I wanted to give. So as I've mentioned before, I am currently in the process of writing a memoir. Um, It is a journey and a half. It will take as much time as it takes, but I am uh, committed to the journey because I think it is personally, for me, very important to process the things that I've been through, um, but also I've always wanted to write a book, and um, I'm in the process of doing that. So what I will say for an update on that is that I, I think it's because I work on my computer so much, like most of my therapy sessions are online, and I'm just on devices all the time, like whether it be, you know, um, taking notes for sessions is on an iPad or, you know, um, responding to emails is on my phone or, you know, being on the computer to do the sessions. It's just devices all the time. So what I found is that I've kind of gotten device fatigue. And so I've mentioned that I'm on like a social media sabbatical, but I have really, During this time of being away from social media, I've also just kind of evaluated like what my relationship with devices are gonna be. And what I've realized as I'm writing this book is that I am less motivated to write each day for my book because I'm doing it on a computer. Um, And so what I've started doing is that I am writing in a composition book. And what I found is that it helps me to freely think and get the ideas down. And then it is actually, though it might take more time uh, to do it this way, I write it down in the composition book, I get like a, um, a full story or a chapter written, then I go and either do voice to text and to type it into the computer, or I just type it in from the handwritten. And for me like i said it might take more time to do it that way versus just typing it into the computer Um, but for me it is removing the blockage that i had on being creative because i'm so fatigued from being on devices so um that is a recent change i'm basically writing my book uh before i type it and that has helped unlock some of the the slowdown in uh, getting my story written and yeah i'm enjoying that so far uh, another thing is that i read a lot most recently i finished the book called um cat candid by Gina Yashiri I believe I might be mispronouncing that uh really enjoyed that it was a memoir I I, I really liked that book it was it was funny but also some of the experiences definitely align with some of the things that I've been through and uh a lot of the uh client you know uh Gina is a Nigerian so her family experiences and stuff like that are very similar to that of you know some Nigerian and other West African clients that I work with so so, um, it just, I love, I love memoir. I love it as a, a, a way for people to tell their stories and it feels for me, I've always loved it because I can connect with someone who I may never meet in person, but I've gotten to almost like sit with them for several hours and get to know what they're all about. Um, so really enjoyed that book. Um, this week, like I mentioned earlier, um, The depression and anxiety has been very high, so sometimes when I'm really overwhelmed, I will reread a book that I've already read or re-listen to an Audible book that I have. Um, And so this week i listened to uh, or re-listened to Kiki Palmer's uh, book called I Don't Belong to You. And she is probably like a year or a little bit more uh, younger than me, but I've, you know, followed Kiki Palmer since I was a kid um, because obviously she's the same, around the same age as me. I have always just been inspired by her. So in rereading that book, I truly, in addition to all of the different things I've been doing to not let my own mental health take me under, that rereading that book has been very inspirational to me. I highly recommend. Um, I've actually reviewed that book before on my blog, so I will include the link to that book review on the show notes of this, so be sure to check that out. The reason I say that I've I'll reread something if I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious is because if you're overwhelmed and there's too much going on anyway, for me, I don't think it's beneficial to add new information or a new challenge on top of that. So for me to read or listen to something that I've already read or listened to, it's not as... It's not emotional labor to me it's like oh i've already heard this before but the cool thing is that you get a different perspective because you may have listened or read that book at a different time in your life and you can get something new out of it so that's also another sign of good writing is that you can get something new even though you've already experienced it so those are just another a uh, couple of quick updates i'm you know uh, trucking along with writing my memoir but also um, making time to read and learn from other p- memoirs because everybody does it a little bit differently and I I'm just embracing the the journey that is um, telling my own story so whether it be through this podcast through you know writing you know essays on the internet or through writing a book I We'll conclude this episode by saying I really appreciate that y'all listen and read and care about what I have to say. It, it makes it even better. Like for me, first and foremost, being able to express myself or to uh, share something with other people is uh, therapeutic in and of itself by creating something, but to see and to hear and to get the feedback from people who have somehow benefited from something I've had to say, it makes it all the more better. So, the next episode of this podcast is going to be a really special episode. I'm going to be interviewing my accountant, who is a Black woman, and we are going to be talking about the intersection of mental health and money. And it's an interesting conversation because of my accountant. She specializes in providing services to therapists. So she has a very unique uh, perspective on the, you know, mental health, money and kind of how those things kind of intersect with each other. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that episode. I'm really looking forward to to interviewing her. Um, I have a great list of questions that have actually been given from people who listen to this podcast. So I reached out to some people and it's, it's going to be a really great episode. So definitely stay tuned. But uh, until next time, thank you so much for listening and take care.